That's done, Steve. Let's yes. move on. What's happening? Few, few. No Americans here, are there? Americans. Americans, <laughs> yes. Good well, to see you. Let's think. It's a bit of a tough one today. Don't know what yes, to talk about. Yes, I don't know. Well, oh, well. Um, the big word, the big word on the, on the, on the public broadcasts yeah. is clearances. Clearance sales. Clearance sales and clearance of... Well, what was it? Clearance? Was it supposed to be clearance of people? Was it supposed to be clearance of barricades? Fact of the matter is that the protest area in Mongkok has been cleared. It has been cleared. Um, there are many, many questions about this. <laughs> no, really? <laughs> no kidding. Um, Let's go to my then, We'll just have some random, random thoughts. Um, one random thought that that, that um, I have to say, uh, having I wasn't there. This was an occasion where I, I, I haven't got first-hand experience of what happened, uh, unlike other parts of this protest. But I, I have been fairly glued to the images that have been shown on the television, and um, particularly on on now now TV, which yeah, seems I've been to give that. a bit more coverage than, than perhaps some of the other very fine stations, which we, we might talk about those very fine stations later on. But um, well, hurry up, because uh, they'll all be gone. They'll all be gone. <laughs> that's true. Yes, well, stocks last. But, I mean, I have to say that the use of the police in this seems to me to be increasingly questionable. The number of policemen deployed to arrest one skinny little demonstrator, or two skinny little demonstrators... And the kind of way that they've gone about this does suggest to me that orders have been given to, um, let, to put it as mildly as I can, to exercise no restraint. <laughs> and, and really, I think this is a pity, because, you know, the police in Hong Kong have had a good reputation. And the idea that they should now be used as this political tool, because the government said, we don't need to talk to protesters anymore, we've got the police force. That's not what the police force are here for. I, I'm They're supposed to be there for telling us the time and telling stuff us like... the time and saying hello, Ossifer. I'm not at all. Uh, yeah. I'm perfectly sober, um, etc. But you have that going on. We we had this bizarre report, and I'm again using a euphemism of after they arrested Scholarisms Joshua Wong, they they sent a flood of policemen over to where he lived, who proceeded to spend over two hours searching his bedroom, which apparently is a Hong Kong-sized bedroom. And all they found was an action man and some Play-Doh. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, the action man, can I just say... Was, was proceeding in a novel. And was foreign. He was a foreign, was a foreign action, action man. <laughs> but apparently, I mean, they, they, they conducted the search of his bedroom in the way that they would for a major drug smuggler. So they went through every piece of his clothing, you know, feeling the collars to see whether it contained, oh, um, starch. I don't know what they were looking for. I mean, you know, this is just sheer intimidation. It's... it's Procedure. There is actually actually an offence in in Hong Kong law, wasting police time. Now, whether the police... What if they waste their own time? I I was wondering... (laughs) Can you have can you have a policeman charged with I've been wasting my own time, officer? <laughs> Self-flagellation. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, this is just using the police in in a very crude and intimidatory fashion. It, it, I, I mean, I'm kind of laughing about it, but I'm sure this was very traumatic. I'm sure Joshua Wong's mum wasn't laughing well, about it. Well, I was going to say the old man her. was sitting there rubbing his hands, though. I bet. <laughs> well, he was sitting there um, being very distraught by all of this. So. It does appear now that, that the government has the ultimate solution to the um, democracy debate, which is use the police. 
or to put it another way, use the police. Or maybe they have another solution, which is to use the police. The idea that, that somewhere in all of this there should be a political dialogue, that there should be some attempt to look at fundamental problems, well, yeah, that's all right, but using the police is a pretty good plan. And it's fun. And it's fun. And guess what? The police force have more weapons and more uh, uh, facilities to deal with protesters than uh, other people. Who knew that? I didn't know that before this all happened, but apparently that is so. They've got, like, the Optimus Prime of water cannons now. It's like a big boy, They've got it? water cannons, they've got pepper spray. No, I mean, spray. not water cannon. It's the like pep- a grown-up pepper spray. Yes, it's a big pepper spraying machine, and they can go on great big platforms and, and, and shower it down. Incidentally, I mean, it's not tear gas, but I don't know if you've ever had a whiff of pepper spray. It's, it's, it's quite unpleasant. Apparently so. Actually... I suppose that's what it's designed to be, so let's not get too excited about this. See, what we see and what really happens are very often two different things. We can only comment on what we saw on the TV pictures, but what I saw on the TV pictures was like like this Transformer thing coming down the street, and they were bunging it all over everybody. Now, some people said, well, what if people were just down there shopping? Well, in fairness, they probably shouldn't have been just down there shopping, but... What's to stop them doing that? No, but you do get... You did get caught up in this. You got one of the the, the now journalists who were uh, working was caught up in this and was arrested for, for... I don't know what he was arrested for, actually. But, I mean, you know, the idea that... Um, I'm not saying the media has special privileges and above the law, but the idea that people who are doing a job of covering demonstrations should just be hauled up in this great net of, uh, you know... Uh, round up all the usual suspects um, is quite alarming and you know we can joke about it and we can say isn't that funny but it isn't funny if you really want to have a society in which the media does play some role as, as a monitor and as a as a watchdog over what's happening in the public sphere so that's that's a worry the idea that um, the court orders should be issued in such a way as to basically say, um, well, we want you to do this, that, and, oh, that's right, anything else you like while you're out there. That, again, that undermines the rule of law. We keep hearing about the rule of law. And every time it's undermined, one of the great apologists for the the very wonderful legal system that exists across the border says, ah, yes, but uh, at least we have rule of law and we can use it against the people we don't like. No, no, that's not how the rule of law works. The rule of law works for the whole of society. It's not a, it's not a, you know, well, you can have a special bit of rule of law because you like that, and you can't have a special bit of rule of law because you don't like that. That actually isn't how it works. But, uh, hey, this is the direction we seem to be moving in at the moment. The thing I do not understand about this, I'm being serious now, is this whole deal of agents and bailiffs and agents of bailiffs. These geezers, they weren't provocateurs at all. They weren't wearing red hats and red armbands. I mean, what, I don't understand... No, I calm down. I don't understand this. Agents of the bailiffs assisting the police. Who are these people? Well, uh, this is an entirely valid point. If anything's bound to chop paraffin on the fire, it's a bunch of middle-aged geezers with red armbands on. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know... The extent to which things are being politicised in Hong Kong is really quite staggering. Normally a bailiff, and uh, I, I, I'm what sure... What a job because, to have. Well, it's, Free it, clipboard. Yeah, hey, 
And the pencil. Don't forget big, the pencil. Big, big index finger extension yeah. so you Most can point the, it at people. Yes, but I mean, usually they, 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 they knock on the door of hapless people, say you haven't paid your rent, I'm slapping a TV. notice on your door, give us your TV, and, oh, that looks interesting, I'll have that as well. So that's what they normally do. That's kind of their job. Now you have a big public order event in Hong Kong, and, and that's one thing that even anti-pro-occupied people can agree on. It is a public order event. And the government says, oh, I tell you what, we're not going to deal with this. We're going to contract this out. To who? To, to, to well, we're going to get <clears throat> people to... <clears throat> uh, um, oh, all right, we're going to get other people to pay for, say, taxi drivers to take court actions and, and what have you. We're then going to say to them... Um, uh, you, you get your own private agents who become, by virtue of the court order, officers of the court to execute these actions. How do they choose them? I mean, do you know this? Who, who are they? I they, love Hong Kong and they, a red they, cap. They could be any any Joe on the street. If you've got a tattoo on your right forearm, you may qualify slightly more. But the than, point of than, having disciplined forces is that they're trained in this stuff. Well, they, this is what I was coming to say. So when granddad you, in when you contract out law and order to people who are not part of a disciplined force, are not part of a, um, a body that is, you know, part of the government, part of the system, you are liable to get yourself into all sorts of difficulties. What happened if this one of these... This is a police... This is a matter for the police. These guys are ranting and raving, according to the TV pictures, and, and waving their fingers. These blokes in the red hats and stuff. What if one of them got seriously hurt in the melee? Well... I think we should just clarify, because people were, would, would get confused. I was confused by this myself. Some of them were bailiffs confused. and some of them weren't. No, I know. I some mean, of them were just the bailiffs were, thugs. The bailiffs were, were wearing, were wearing vests. vests. Yeah. It says yeah. bailiff. Yeah. Very, very, yeah. you know. And these and other guys were, 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 were freelance hooligans who, who, you know, got the 500 a day. Apparently some get as much as 1,000 a day for going off and rough, rough up a, an occupied but protester. It, but, you know, and instead you're above the law if you do that because uh, very few of those people ever get arrested. But it's intensely provocative to have all these people wearing I Love HK t-shirts yes. and red hats and red armbands. The symbolism there is astounding. I know, I know. So all, all I'm saying is, is that if, if you want to deal with a public order disturbance, surely the correct way to do it is to have an orderly police operation Instead, you have this hybrid of a privately sponsored operation with the police coming in the background, orders presumably being given to the police, you know, don't spare the batons, boys, uh, today it's your day. This is not right. This is just not right. Um, you can talk about whether the occupied people should still be there. You can talk about inconvenience. You can talk about all of those things. But if you're going to do so, it would be really good, in my opinion, to do it within the context of the rule of law. And... It, and making sure that the integrity of the system remains intact, i.e. respect for the rule of law remains intact, that people continue to respect the police force and don't see it as, a, as the private property of one political point of view in Hong Kong. That's very bad. Let's go to a couple of emails here. Now, bottom line is there was a job to be done. What are they supposed to do? Sit there and read Shakespeare's sonnets at the protesters? Yeah. I don't know. Let's go to one here from uh, JR. It says, I don't get the objection to using the police. Let's look at it this way. I get a parking ticket for supposedly obstructing the road where there isn't a yellow line. Why the uh, heck? N I can't read the next bit. 
Hang on a second, it just goes off into a Klingon here. Yes. Uh, why the heck not for the people blocking the whole road for weeks at a time and none of the students or protesters have an answer about the businesses um, very seriously affected by the actions. No answer about the people the protesters are affecting. They behave in the same way as the government does in that they ignore the particularly awkward little question of messing up small business owners. The only thing I'll say to add on to that one is they're not all small businesses. We're thinking of little cake shops. They're not. We're talking about quite sizable well, businesses actually, here. Well, cake shops have done very well out of this. <laughs> yeah, probably but, have, because, um, you know, everybody needs a cake, don't yeah. they? But, well, well, let's disentangle. There's two points here. The, the objection, let's be very clear about this, the objection is not about using the police. In fact, my argument is that this should entirely have been a police matter, i.e. a matter for the authorities to deal with. The, 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 there's no, you, you know, there's, there's all sorts of stupidity here. The, it should have been a police action, but you can question within the context of it being a police action how it was conducted. That's number one. Number two, have business, has business been affected by the protests? Well, the answer to that is some have and some haven't. There are businesses around the protest areas who've done phenomenally well out of them because they say they've had an influx of visitors. You talk to the people who run KFC and Admiralty and you'll see smiles from here to Nirvana on their faces, wherever Nirvana is. I think it's on the number 629 bus route. And then you look at some people who, who run big gold shops and what have you and they're not getting the, 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 the tourist traffic. <laughs> and that is indeed a problem for them. That you know, that's what happens during demonstrations. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong, but you know, get real. This the, 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 this is what happens. And do you really think that um, we won't be hearing in the next few weeks every time a company reports dodgy results or what have you? Oh, it's all to do with Occupy. It's yes, finished. Put it out. I've got a bit of correspondence here. Incidentally, that doesn't apply to cigars. I'm just mentioning that. Not. No, no. Yes. Um, we do want to move on, but we've a couple of bits of correspondence here. Here's, here's uh, one from, let's call him Officer Gotcha from Let's Be Avenue. He's talking nonsense. We may have originally been restrained, but the force used has been, quote, the minimum to achieve the lawful objective. Yes, officer. In a normally direction. <laughs> yes, yes, officer. Honestly, mate, you know. Um, I, uh, one man's um, what, what, what's the what's the phrase? I keep forgetting it. One man's truncheon is another man's nightstick. Yeah, it, it, it is a one man's minimal force. Um, I, but I, in the book, it does say what minimal force is. Let's it, be fair. It, it is true. There are definitions. Take him round the this. back and say hello. Yes, yes. <laughs> anyway, Fiona says it's a leaky bucket. Sort out the problem in Moncock. It will pop up elsewhere. What's the long term solution? Somebody, somebody liken this to kicking a can down the street. Yeah, well, I mean, Fiona has a point. You know. Um, Anybody who is in the anti-democracy camp, who's who's waving flags and saying, "Oh, we got you there," you know, we cleared Moncock, a You're big nicked. victory, big victory for anti-democracy in Hong Kong, really needs to think: Has this gone away? I mean, even if they clear, which eventually will happen, um, the bigger demonstration in in Admiralty, there's no solution in that. All you've done is literally all you've done is cleared the road. You will indeed have demoralised some of the protesters, or in fact, and some of the, the cops, I should imagine. Uh, well, think of all the overtime that they're not going to be getting, and that's quite a big issue, apparently, um, and uh, etc. But the basic fact of the matter is, this problem ain't going away. And what has been revealed in these protests, if nothing else, 
is this enormous sense of alienation that exists in Hong Kong society. And the fact that you can solve that at the, 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 the hard end of a truncheon is it's not only an illusion, it's a mount of stupidity that, that, that just defies sensible people. Let's try to be a bit more specific here. The cops this, the police that, blah, 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 videos of fellas ripping each other's name tags off so they can weigh in according to what we see on the video. What is the specific problem here? Is it? I mean, look, here's a job. Things are going, things are going unlawful and we have to sort it out. Now, yeah. should they have just weighed in and gone bang, give them the gas, give them the works and just sort it out? Is it, is it what's been told? Is it what the orders are, or is it the way they've been executed? That's what I'm trying to ask well, you. Well, I, I think, I think th- there's a multiplicity of problems, but I think we should Let's start, be specific, yeah. Let's be specific. We should start from the basic point of view that the police do indeed have a job to do. And um, it is a disciplined force, and they are obliged, uh, individual officers are obliged to follow orders. I understand all of that. And indeed, I do have great respect for the police in Hong Kong. What worries me is that that respect that I have and many other people have in Hong Kong is being undermined by these protests. Have the police, in all instances, on the streets, behaved in a manner which is appropriate to the situation that they're facing? The answer have is... Have they been given duff orders? The, the, well, have they been given... But the answer is, unfortunately, yes and no. Some have and some haven't. Policemen are human, policewomen are human. I think, hey, we all understand that. You know, did the policeman who committed a criminal act by allegedly beating up a protester and have now been charged, were they using appropriate force? Well, presumably not. They Otherwise, thought so. <laughs> they wouldn't have been charged. Have the policemen who um, stormed into Joshua Wong's home yesterday and conducted a two-hour search which produced absolutely nothing other than intimidation, have they been appropriately responding to the threat to law and order which this young man apparently poses to society? I think you'd have to question that. So it's a mixed picture, is all I'm saying. But the overall impression is growing that the police is being used as a political arm, and that's 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 the concern. And actually, I, I know we've had somebody writing in about this, but I would have thought if I was a member of the force, I would be worried about that, as as anybody else would be. Mm. Let's go to an email here. Um, do you see? That's the thing. We can we can just chortle about it as yeah. much as we like. But I do like occasionally to get specific about these yeah, things. Are yeah. uh, a lot of the fellows they're very junior. A lot of the blokes there. Of course, you've got your sergeants and people like that. That's the way it happens. Well, but the people at are front some, line are not are not the most senior officers. No, that's what I'm saying. Are, are are some of them plainly not suited for this kind of work? But it was all hands to the pump. Did they flip out? Many many questions that yeah. we mustn't ignore. Let's go to something here from Richard. He says, "I just got back from Manila, where I saw the Ferguson issue, and then yesterday morning." the Hong Kong Mongkok issue, the first mention of Hong Kong issues in a week of BBC World News. As of yesterday, the arrest counts were Ferguson 61, Hong Kong 80. This morning, I heard Hong Kong had an increase to 148. In Ferguson, they had outright riots with cars and buildings torched and over 150 firearm shots counted, not to mention firecrackers and molotovs. Are the Ferguson police and the National Guard less efficient than the Hong Kong police? Or dot, dot, dot. Well, I was about to say... That is a kind of telling statistic, isn't it? I mean, you did literally have Luton and Burning in Ferguson. You did have people out there with, with, with lethal weapons. Let me chuck one in here. That wasn't me, by the way. <laughs> when people... That was Let my me chuck... stomach. Were, were the Hong Kong police not... not um... Strong en- Not strong enough. Did they not go in with, with, with uh, affirmative action enough? Let's do the other side of the coin. Well, Should they have so- just gone wallop once there, there, and there do it big? Pe- there are people who argue that. 
Um, My observation of all of these events is that, in fact, precisely because, and this cannot be overemphasized, precisely because you do not have looting and burning in these demonstrations here, precisely because the demonstrators are not prepared for violence, it is quite possible to clear these protests, if that is the intention, in an orderly fashion without anybody getting hurt. I mean, you know, would somebody get a bit bashed around? Yeah, of course they would. I mean, that's the nature of the thing. But, you know, if you use overwhelming force, you start you, you know, spraying people with pepper spray. But I'm saying was this underwhelming force? Just, well, to, no, just I, as a thing to throw in. I don't think so. I really don't think so. Because, as I say, I don't think the real issue is the level of force. The issue is... The, how it's done. How it's done. And, and the, the bizarre way that the government's dealt with this by contracting out a public order issue to the private sector. I mean, you mean you the, imagine, geez, the geezers in red caps? The geezers in red caps. Who, who and, are and they? Bailiffs. And, and ba- I mean, bailiffs are not designed for this sort of action. Plainly. I mean, everybody knows that who, who can read and write. Well, they're designed to do the removing of stuff. Well, they're designed they? to do that and to post a notice on the on the errant the tenant's door and, you know, and be generally unpleasant and sometimes have personal hygiene issues. All of that. Um, that was unfair, but I thought I'd just throw it in. I bet they had some personal <laughs> hygiene issues down there in the middle <laughs> well, of Monk. Well, there may well have been, but we don't want to go there, frankly. Um, Wouldn't you? No. So there's all of that. Let's go to one from Steve who says, I know this might may be rather trivial in the context of more serious recent events of the Occupy movement, but one thing that's driving me crazy is the number of times government officials reiterate the line that protesters are engaging in illegal activities by being on the streets. Duh, says Steve. And why are people knowingly and willingly occupy parts of Hong Kong? Let's not forget the reason for this action. Yeah, it's called civil disobedience. I mean, the, the, being it, on the streets is not illegal, by the being way. Being on the streets is not illegal. Causing obstruction isn't illegal. Just don't stand um, still for more than five yeah. minutes. No, but I mean, you know, it, it is civil disobedience, and there's this history of it. I mean, I'm going to bore listeners with going over this yet again. Yeah, but, but we were going to move on, but everybody likes this. Well, you know, the fact of the matter is. The cops is, are saying you're talking rubbish. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> fair enough. Why shouldn't they? And they may have <laughs> a point. They're, they're not on their own in that, in that view. <laughs> But, you know, as Steve says, you've got a situation in which there are people engaged in activity which is largely lawful. There is a right of assembly in Hong Kong. Now, one of the interesting things... Yeah, I think watch the space on that one. Well, I was going to (laughs) say, one of the interesting things about this is the narrowing of that right of assembly. I mean, you know in Hong Kong to hold a demonstration you need to get a permit. Who grants the permit? It's the police who grant the permit. They are becoming more difficult to obtain and more restrictive. You don't say. I wonder why that is. Uh. Yeah. So if you are in a situation where lawful protests become more difficult, where lawful protests um, seem to be ineffective, it's very unsurprising that people turn to other methods. Is there a justification for it? Well, I think in terms of history there is. The question, as ever, is to what level and to what effectiveness. Uh, we really were going to move on, but I've got another email. Go on. The listener comes first. This is from Dennis. He says, a point raised uh, point raised the other day was that the government gave over the move to clear the streets, for example, to the taxi drivers group. But, he says, who is paying for all the legal services involved? Can the taxi drivers be paying those who claimed they were losing money in the first place? Does anyone know? 
Well, well no, this, no, nobody does. This, really. this is a quite interesting question, and uh, there has been intense speculation over this. I think the answer is almost as plain as the nose on your face, is that the people, particularly these taxi drivers, um, are not, how can I put it, paying their own bills. So the question is, who is paying the bills? Now, there are so many candidates who could step forward. There are so many people with money in the anti-democratic camp. In fact, that's what almost defines the anti-democratic camp, is it's full of vested interests with lots of money. The fact that one or two of those could be asked to uh, uh, pay for a brief or two doesn't greatly surprise me. But I have no smoking gun to prove that if the taxi drivers say despite the fact that we're flat on our backs and don't have any money we can afford this very expensive legal action well you may want to believe them see if everything was lovely and cuddly and fluffy the bailiffs would come in and do their job and snip snip at the fences etc and the people that they deputise to help them it is a bit like the wild west to deputise to help them would be very well behaved they'd just be helping them the big picture that was the big uh, TV clip that was doing the rounds on day one the other day was some some geezer with a red cap and all that stuff going bananas at a bunch of protesters mm. brandishing his, um, his pliers at them and something yes. and he had to sh- stop it God, shut up yes. shut up yes. and that was in full I mean, these are the things. Okay, um, you may say you weren't there, but these are the pictures people are seeing. This sways public opinion. These blokes are supposed to just do their job and get on with it, not go bananas at the punters. We're we're in a situation now where not only is there what you're talking about is TV cameras watching it, but practically everybody, except for me in Hong Kong, has a mobile phone armed with a recording device. Many people have all kinds of other That's devices. The now the cops and, are videoing us, videoing the cops. Well, <laughs> but ain't that a fact? So, you know, none of this goes unobserved. My point is that citizens now have the ability to post images on the net within nanoseconds showing what's happened. The, uh, the whole idea now that you can get away with stuff, that you can take people into dark corners and beat them up and nobody will notice... That's for the birds. Just imagine what was gotten away with years ago, back in the 70s well, I, or whatever. I, 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 I you can was, tell you, I, I was covering demonstrations in those days, and I saw... Did I you saw do the miners? I certainly did the miners, and boy, I have to say that compared with the um, police force here, um, <clears throat> they were... Our police force are a, a bunch of fairies. 